Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Those quarterly check-in points are so important. So I think that that is just an amazing opportunity. And the sales conversation dovetails nicely. And if you struggled with that mindset of, oh, I don't want to be salesy or slimy, you're not. It's a check-in call. How are you doing? What's going on? Let's look at your numbers. See if there's an opportunity. Would you like to talk more about that? Great. Welcome to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you work less and make more. My name is Geraldine Carter. Many CPAs avoid the topic of selling. They associate sales with all the gross, pushy, slimy sales conversations they've had in the past and believe that anything to do with sales is a necessary evil and best avoided at all costs. They build their business on a false premise that sales conversations are bad. Not only does this false premise cause them to leave piles of cash on the table, but more importantly, it does a disservice to their prospects and to their clients who may be looking for the solutions the CPA offers or more services from that CPA. Here today to talk with me about this problem is my guest, Deborah Angeletta. Deborah is founder and creator of Sales Mastery, a personal and proven online e-course that shows business owners how to become more consultative so that they can become the go-to expert and get the right clients to easily say yes to offers. Deborah has spent 30 years in the sales trenches and has made more than 20,000 sales calls. She knows exactly what works and what doesn't, when it comes to showcasing value rather than simply talking about it. Deborah routinely helps her clients sign more engagement letters with ease. Deborah Angeletta, welcome to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Geraldine, it's so great to be with you today. Thanks for asking me to come on with you. Yes, I'm excited for our conversation. So you've worked in sales for 20 years and focused on CPAs and accountants for the last five. What have you learned specifically with CPAs and accountants when it comes to sales that they need to know? Well, I know that they really don't like it much. <laughs> I know that, <laughs> yes. that's one thing. It's it's the and you said it perfectly at the beginning, Geraldine, about you know feeling sleazy or slimy, and it just feels really uncomfortable. And I know that they're really really good at what they do, like crunching the numbers, putting the plans together, and everything else. But having conversations with people, it doesn't have to be as difficult as they make it. It is just that having a conversation. And I find that if they can get out of that, oh, that sales slimy car salesman 
figure in their head. And if they just look at themselves as really a savior, because I got to tell you, look at what's happened over the last year with COVID. I always say, you know, you've got first responders that are in the hospitals and everything else. These have been the first responders of business, right? CPAs and bookkeepers and accountants. They have really saved the day. And I don't think they really have stepped into that superhero role. It's been amazing. And they have so much to give. And to tell you the truth, Sales isn't about selling. It's about being in service, listening to what your prospect or client wants, and then serving them. It's really as simple as that. It is about service. So where are CPAs and accountants getting stuck when it comes to having that conversation? I think it's a couple of things. I think that sometimes they put too much pressure on themselves where they have to act or be a certain way. And I think if they just relax in their expertise, understand that there are subject matter experts. And to tell you the truth, I I mean, I'm at heart a business owner. Like if you break everything down, I'm a business owner. So I know I want more from my CPA and I want more from my accountant and bookkeeper. Why? because you hold the gold. You basically have the heartbeat of my business when you're looking at my P&L and my balance sheet and my tax returns. You have everything. So if you look at it with that business owner mind, which many of them are as well, and ask me those business owner questions, ah, there's so much gold there that you can help business owners with that I think are missed opportunities because a lot of times it's just focusing on the books or just focusing on the tax returns. There's so much there that they're leaving on the table. So let's talk about some of those missed opportunities. And I think CPAs struggle to explain or help their clients see the value of what they do because for many clients, for many business owners, what CPAs do is something of a mystery. Certainly when it comes to tax, oftentimes as well, when it comes simply to the financials and PL. So what are the opportunities that you see commonly missed by CPAs that those business owning clients are clamoring for? So I think one of the things is, is that CPAs need to use their inner voice more because I think they think a lot of things that they don't verbalize. So if they think, oh gosh, this person should really do this, yeah, you got to say it. I find that they keep their inside voice inside. And I think that one tip I could give them is like, bring that inside voice out because that's exactly what your business owners want to hear from you. So let me give you a bit of an example. So um, recently I had worked with a CPA and you know they were a little, little hesitant to be able to go into more of a tax planning area. And I'll tell you, they were hesitant in upping their engagement. They said, you know, this person, I really need to talk to them more than once a year and just do the tax return. And to tell you the truth, once again, I'm going to put my business owner hat on. I want to talk to my tax, my CPA and my accountant more than once a year. I love to, and I think they assume that they, they just want to be swooped in and out once a year and they don't. The business owner, wow, like I said, you've got all the information. They want to talk to you, talk to them more than once a year. And I'll tell you, we're glad to pay for it. <laughs> Because there's value in that. Once again, and that's the key word, value in speaking. And I know that you see things that they don't, they want to hear that from you. Yeah. So let's talk about the things that are valuable to business owning clients that perhaps CPAs are holding back on delivering or holding back on communicating. How can CPAs get better at communicating the value that they're providing? Yeah, I think that Uh, a couple of things. Number one, you can't over communicate. I find that this industry under communicate. So if you think that you're going to be saying too much or communicating too much, 
I'll tell you, put that to the side and do it anyway, because you're not, (laughs) you're totally not because the complaints are that I hear all the time is like, you know, especially in COVID, like people did not hear from their CPAs and bookkeepers when they were like shaking in their boots and they really needed a helping hand. A lot of people didn't reach out. Now, I also understand from the CPA's perspective, it's like, well, the client will reach out to me when they need me. And it's one of those things where it's like, you want to know what, hold care for your clients. You're going to have knowledge, something going on that's very newsworthy. Reach out, you won't go wrong. So to really answer your question, Geraldine, I think one of the things is, is that you can't over-communicate enough or check in, see where people's revenues are because people are crushing in this time. And I think feel that there's a lot of extremes. There are people that are making tons of money, maybe making two, three times more than they were the year before, or they're really struggling. And in both instances, you can help. And listen, as business owners, we don't like surprise tax bills. And I find that's the biggest thing that falls off. Like I just tripled my income. Nobody knows until it's tax time. And it's like, oh, you owe this much in tax. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I feel that the CPA that is more proactive about these things, um, especially when it comes to taxes, tax planning, um, and where I can best be suited, those quarterly check-in points are so important. So I think that that is just an amazing opportunity. And the sales conversation dovetails nicely. And if you struggled with that mindset of, oh, I don't want to be salesy or slimy, you're not. It's a check-in call. How are you doing? What's going on? Let's look at your numbers. See if there's an opportunity. Would you like to talk more about that? Great. Do you see how simple that was? It's not slimy. It's being in service. And your clients want more of it. Your clients do want more of it. There's an excellent chance that your clients are looking for more from their CPA. So I think where CPAs get hung up or stuck is what is the script for, say, taking a client from just annual tax planning to quarterly tax planning meetings? You said it so fast and so simply that I'm not sure many of us even caught it. (laughs) So when you have a, let's really pull it out so that listeners have a couple of scripts in their back pocket that they can lean on when, you know, they're for the first time about to spit it out. And they're like, how does this go again? What do I say? Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, imagine that the client's sitting there and, you know, all they did previously was an annual tax meeting, but you want to suggest that they shift to quarterly meetings. So do that one more time. Even if we, you know, and I know this goes really fast because whatever I think of comes right out of my mouth and it's like, oh, do that magic again, Deborah, right? But, um, and no, (laughs) your listeners don't even have to worry because I actually am going to have a script for everybody at the end to be able to give them. So no worries. But in the meantime, since you asked, it's about pulling out the pain points. And if you ask one question, you can say to them, okay, so what are you anticipating over the next year or what pain points have you had over the last three months? What, you know, what are you looking to achieve, right? So that's the... That's the goals. And then what are the roadblocks you, you've had over the time? So what are your plans? And then what have been the roadblocks? Those are two questions you can ask that can open up the floodgates to see what's going on for your client so that you can maybe upsell services and meet with them more times in the year. What are your plans and what are your roadblocks? Correct. What do you say when you run into price objections? Sure. So I like to reverse engineer the price objection. I know that a lot of people like to put, t- put together their packages and package pricing, which I love. I think you should definitely have that. That is something that you have off to the side. But ultimately, you can't put a price in front of someone, a client or a prospect, if it doesn't make sense to them. Here's how you really bring this home and be able to um, overcome the price objection. It's about finding value. 
you've got to discover what is the value of the service that you're going to be providing to the client. So let me give you an example. If for some reason you've got a client that has been um, having some problems with saying, oh, this is a good one. Um, just say that they have, uh, they look at the end of the year, they see the profit um, in, in the business and it's very, very small. And if you know that you can help raise profitability by some of the things that they're doing and you can actually double it, just say they had $10,000 in profit. Maybe they want to see 50 and that's what's really discouraging them at the end of the year. They want to see 50 and they actually want to see it in a bank account. They just don't want to see it on the P&L. There are ways that you can put that together for them and then there's the value. Well, if we work together and we're able to increase profitability, and here's the thing. I know when people hear that, they're going to be like, but I can't guarantee that. I'm not telling you to guarantee that. You're going to have a good sense if your client can do this or not, because you've got the numbers. The numbers tell its own story. And those are that, that's the story that you read, because that's what you're really good at. You know what they can do if they just make small tweaks. And so that's where there's a huge opportunity and the value. So if you go into an engagement and say, all right, we're going to work on profitability. If you do the things I tell you to do and we work together collaboratively, we can get you there based on you know this, this, and this. You got to know what's going to be coming in, what's going out, right? But at the same time, create the value. If we can you know, 5X your profits, right? That's a $40,000 value if you're going to be charging them 10, 15, 20,000, right? They can see the difference. Value of 40,000, I'm going to invest 15,000. They see the difference. And that is when you position it from a value perspective, and then you give the pricing, it now makes sense to your prospect or client. That's what makes it an easy yes. Excellent. Positioning from value makes it an easy yes. So what about the stuff that is way more under the hood, like depreciation of assets and all these other black magic things that CPAs do that regular business owners don't understand and have a hard time wrapping their heads around what that means financially? I think it's talking more about the desired outcome of the business owner. Like when you talk about depreciation, all these things, like we can talk about this all day long, Geraldine, we love it, right? It's fine. We get into it. It's all good. But at the same time, what winds up happening is that your client doesn't really care about that. They care about the desired outcome. When you get into all that, the, what the end result is, is you're going to save them on taxes. That's really the value, right? If we can find every opportunity to, within the confines of the law, right, get you what is due to you and minimize your tax liability, we can do that for you. I love that. What happens to your clients when they become masterful at having sales conversations? Uh, they become super happy, number one, because now they don't <laughs> feel slimy anymore. And to tell you the truth, they wind up doing this more often and getting, it really helps them get out of the day-to-day because ultimately they want to be with the people. They want to be helping people and having more conversations. And it opens up this whole new world of what? Advisory services. And that's where I find a lot of CPAs and accountants really blossom and can really get that top dollar. Why? because we're all looking for it. And that's the big differentiator. And so you get out of the day-to-day, you become the advisor, and you're touching and working with the clients all day long. Oh, it's one of those things where you're able to serve your clients and your clients are able to serve their clients. So it's this lovely circle of business that goes on that benefits everybody. So it sounds like being able to have confident, comfortable sales conversations is one of the key pieces of getting you into advisory services. Yeah, not only serving them um, and having comfortable conversations, but 
really serving them on a high level. That's the differentiator. Yes, which is what clients are looking for. Let's talk about confidence because I do think this takes a different level of confidence where you can no longer hang out behind your 24-inch screen and crank away with your spreadsheets. You've got to step out and step in front of your clients and offer something and risk potentially them saying no. So how do you help people find the confidence, especially the first few times they do this, to be able to say things that they've never imagined come out of their mouth before? Yeah, and that's the case. Say things that have never come out of their mouth before. And that's why we have scripts for all of our accountants, bookkeepers, and, and, um, and CPAs, so that they do have the words and the right words to say in the right order that can get you the desired outcome that you want. So once again, I'm going to have something at the end of the broadcast for yeah, everybody. Great. So if a CPA is sitting there going, oh, okay, I think I need to stop avoiding sales and start learning something about it, where's the first place that they should start? What can they implement right away? I think one of the things is that they can talk to some friendly people first, right? So if they've got some clients that they know that they can, that they've seen some things when they're either doing their tax prep or diving to the numbers and saying, huh, and they're scratching their head. And if they have a question where this may be an opportunity, start with your most friendliest clients and start having those conversations of where maybe you can help or drive the ball further. Um, because a lot of these people are looking for it. So start with the friendly ones first and then move on to your, <laughs> move on to the tougher ones later. But, you know, go easy on yourself. Even if it's just a call, you know, your friendly clients, they'll talk all day long, right? And even if they hear from you, they love to hear from you. They'll give you the time and do a little practice on them. Have a couple of questions ready um, just to poke around, see if there's an opportunity. Talk about some things that you've seen. Do they want to hear more about how they can, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z? You're just, it's just, Give them the ask. So start off with your friendly clients first. Okay, start with your friendly clients per first. And you said something really important there that I don't want to overlook. It's give them the ask. Can you talk about approaching it from a sort of permission-based, do you want this instead of you should have this? Correct. Very big difference. I'm glad you brought that up, Geraldine. And so this is what we call permission marketing. So it's a matter of just identifying some areas, say, you know what? I saw a couple things here and here's the key word that uh, your audience can use and this works all day long. If you see something and it's an opportunity, point it out and say, I'm curious, what can you tell me about that? How's that unfolding in your business or how is that affecting you in your business? And then with that curiosity question, it opens up uh, the opportunity for dialogue. And then your client or prospect will start talking and talking and talking. And when they're doing that, you want to go ahead and Stay silent and write down a lot of notes because it's in that moment that your client will go ahead and dictate to you exactly what they want you to do for them. And there is the magic. So when it comes to once they give that to you, then that's where the ask comes in, the permission, the permission-based asking to say, okay, great. So I heard you say that you want to know more about ABC you want to have a, a little bit more of an in-depth conversation, I can maybe outline some things that can really help you with that. Would you be interested in that? That's the ask, but it's permission-based. So once again, it's much more comfortable, but it's also comfortable for your client or prospect because you're not like, well, you should, and you're not shooting all over your client, right? You could do that, but you don't want to do that. And so this is a much more authentic way to approach that. Yes, we don't want to shit all over our clients or ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> 
despite the temptation sometimes. And there's a piece in there about, would you be interested? And since we're here in the sort of curiosity and permission, let's also dig for a second into non-attachment. Yes. Because when you're attached to the outcome and when you're attached to what they say, yes or no, that's going to impact how the, how those words come out of your mouth. Yeah. Can you help listeners with the idea of being okay hearing a no? Yeah. Let me give you a visual. And I think this tends to help uh, your listeners with this. I think when CPAs and accountants, what they tend to do is when they get on a call, they're loaded for bear, meaning that they feel like they have to put on a dog and pony show, show that they have to perform. And what I can tell you is that you're not there for a performance. You are there to show up and listen. That is your job. Ask questions and listen. You are there to give no advice. Why? Because you get paid for your advice, right? You don't want to be going into a sales call and giving out advice when they haven't paid for it. So this is a way that you can shift all of this. You don't have to perform. You show up. You ask questions, you draw information out of your client or prospect. And then what the amazing thing is, is people will tell you what they want. You just have to ask for it. And then you say, okay, great. Would you like some help with that? Close deal. It's not as hard. So people are making it harder than it is. And so, you know, put the show away. You don't have to perform today, right? Because then the outcome does come on you. And then when it comes to them saying no, you want to know what? You did it in a way where you're just trying to be helpful. You're showing up as being in service, not to be in sales. Big difference. And so having that disconnection, not having it about you. Remember, if you're not performing, you don't have to give the outcome, right? So if you're just showing up and having a conversation, if they say no, it's just a matter of conversation. The other part of this is, is that when it comes to a sales conversation, it is our responsibility the person who is asking the question, it is our job to drive our client or prospects to one of three outcomes. It is drive them to a yes, I would like to do something, a hard no, I'm not interested, or no for now, but let's follow up in two months, right? And here's why. To truly be in service, you never want to leave your clients in limbo, ever, because then that puts them in a place of indecision. When you are there in that advisory role, you are there to make sure that your prospect has clarity. That's the gift you're giving. You're not performing with an outcome. It's about the gift of clarity. And if the clarity is, you know what? No, I don't need you. Great. You still gave them a gift because you gave them a gift of your time. And the gift of clarity is what comes out the other end. So if you make a sale, great. If you give them the gift of clarity, that's what you're looking for. That's what you focus on. Yeah. The gift of clarity is invaluable because it allows the person to then make a decision to go to the next whatever step and look for whatever other solution they need elsewhere rather than sit and spin in reevaluation and think the same thought a thousand times through without making a clear choice. I love that you're talking about driving your client, your prospect toward one, toward one of three decisions. Yes, no, not right now. A lot of prospects, a lot of people in general don't like to say no. It's really hard for them because they fear, you know, a lot of people don't like to hear no. So they don't like to be the sayer of no. And yet saying no is really helpful because of the clarity it provides. So how do you help your prospect give them permission, if you will, to actually say no? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and this is how I do it. I position it in a way to say, here, listen. 
I just want to help you, um, you know, to the highest level and the highest extent that I can. Is this something that you would like to move forward with? Is it a yes? You know, you'd like to move forward or no, this doesn't fit me right now. And I like to caveat it with this. And I tell them even in emails or whether I'm talking to them on the phone, I'm on LinkedIn, text, it doesn't matter. I end that call to action, right? Yes or no with, listen, your answer, it doesn't, either way is fine with me. I just want to know how to best serve you. So I'll say that again. Either way is fine with me. I just want to know how to best serve you. So you're actually giving them permission to answer truthfully. And then it tends to get that person out of the people pleasing and like, you know what, I would like to, but this would have to happen. Okay, well, we can either make that happen in three months or I'm not your person. So if you give them permission and you ask a direct question, you will get an answer. I love that. And I also love that you gave them a script. They gave the prospect a script. This doesn't fit me right now. It's a really nice way to say no. Yeah, this doesn't (laughs) fit me right now. Yeah, perfect. Let's end on a more yes note. So for CPAs who have a bunch of clients who they know they would like to serve at a higher level, what's the next thing that they need to do in order to set that in motion? You want to know what? It's simpler than you think. And it's a matter of sending an email and saying, hey, Jane, just wanted to say hi. I've got some ideas from you. I just wanted to, I have some ideas for you. I wanted to kick around. Would you have 15 minutes next week? That is really simple. It's a simple ask. And we complicate this, right? We mull this over here. What do we do? Quick email. And, and I'll tell you right now, don't put an explanation in it. Just quick, short, sweet. Subject line, right? Um, checking in. Hi, Jane. Hope all is well with you. Um, I saw some opportunities in your, in your taxes, your numbers, whatever, that you might want to have a conversation over. Do you have 15 minutes next week? Done. It doesn't get much easier than that. It doesn't. And it works. And it works. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so go do that now, right? Find, and I'll, I'm telling you, this will be a challenge to your audience. Go find five people and go do that now. You'll get one appointment. I love it. This has been chock-a-block with helpful tips. If people want to find out more about you and your work, where can they find you? Oh, that's great. They can go to mastermysales.com and go on over there. And I actually have a gift for everybody. You can go ahead and download the six secret questions to ask on every single sales call to close more deals and get paid what you're worth. So that's mastermysales.com. Great. And we'll include that link in the show notes. Deborah Angeletta, thank you so much for coming on the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast. Geraldine, thanks so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Deborah, for coming on the podcast. What stood out to me in this conversation is that we avoid having sales conversations because we have an aversion to it, when in the end, it can be so simple. I hope you'll take Deborah's advice and reach out to five clients you think would benefit from increasing the work you do together. If you want help identifying who your best clients are so that you can find more great clients just like them, or anything else that you think would make your life as a CPA easier, reach out and put 20 minutes on my calendar. Scheduling a free 20-minute discovery call is a great way to clarify what your challenges are, what you want instead of what you have now, and if it makes sense to work together. To schedule a free discovery call, click on the calendar link that's in the show notes of any episode. You're also welcome to check out my website for all kinds of free resources and options for ways to work together. My website is shethinksbigcoaching.com. All right, that's it for me. Have a great week. Hi again. 
Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.